Well, thanks for joining me today. It is a pleasure to be back and to be able to pray the chaplet with you. I remembered you uh, during the days I had been away from the microphone. And again, I want to thank John Harper. I want to thank uh, Ed Morrissey for sitting in uh, in my absence. Um, just I'm grateful for their their efforts and for my team. And, and I, I just want to say I really did miss you. Uh, I did pray for you, though. I want you to know that because you know we're connected that way. And we'll pray together. We'll pray for your needs and your intentions. Two big intentions today, I think. We need to continue to follow up on what the Holy Father has been asking us to do. And that is to pray for the Ukraine, right? For the citizens in that nation. Let's pray for Vladimir Putin as well. Uh, the Holy Father had asked um, to pray for peace to stop that crisis from worsening. And uh, right now we'll see what happens. Um, tensions are rising uh, there are greater threats to the security of Europe. Uh, you know, some people wonder if war could break out uh, in, in Europe. I, I actually bumped into a woman the other day. She's from Poland. She's going back, but she's scared to death to go back because she doesn't know what the future holds for her country. So, uh, you know, the Holy Father, of course, calling us to pray. And, um, yeah, I, I love the fact he did that. Uh, he did that before. Yeah, I think the prayers were fruitful when it came to Syria. And, uh, I think our prayers today will bring about peace as well. So let's let's continue to pray because the Lord promised that he would answer any prayer, any prayer uh, that we ask of him if it's in accordance with his will. And I know God does not want war. He does not want this division. He does not want the loss of life. So let's pray with that type of faith uh, for peace to reign in the country, in the world, and especially in our own families and our hearts. And let's pray for the conversion of our leaders. We'll pray for the president and his administration and for all those who hold the noble office of governing. So I want to pray for them and for many international leaders as well. Let me share one last intention. A lot of emails have come in, you know, during my absence, I, I read them all. I don't always have time to write back because I do get, do get a lot of emails. Uh, but this person wrote to me, and I, I want you to pray for this man. My, my heart goes out uh, to him in particular. I just can't imagine the pain he's going through. He's listening in Phoenix and he says, Drew, I'm just asking for prayers, uh, for some peace in my heart. And he says, my wife of 37 years has had a long affair. And she left last year after I chased her down and had to hire someone to financially catch her. He says, it's the most heartbreaking thing to say the least, but I'm in my late 60s trying to come to grips with this. I, I, I pray she'd come back to the church. She'd return to our family. But right now I don't see it happening. If I understood the reason, it would be better, you know, uh, but she has not given me one. I really miss her. My three sons who are older, they're never going to look at their mother the same way. So please pray for some closure uh, to this and so I can live. I have to live through this every day. Thank you. I enjoy your show. And when I, uh, and he goes on anyway, bottom line, um, and I'll keep your name anonymous. I won't even give out your initials, but we are praying for you. I mean, 37 years of marriage and to have infidelity uh, poison that well, it's just, oh, my heart goes out to that man. I don't know how you can deal with it, um, especially after that many years. And, and you know, look, it happens on both sides. It could be the man cheating on the wife or, or vice versa. And I, I want to pray for marriages that are having trouble today. I want to pray for those who are giving into impurity and who are being unfaithful uh, in their vocation. And I just want to lift those souls up to God. I'm joined today by my colleague, uh, Beth Groschel. Uh, Groshek, excuse me, Beth, I'm sorry. Good to have you back with me. She prays with me uh, on a very frequent basis. Good to have you back. Thanks, Drew. 
Anything you want to pray for, Beth, as we start this? Uh, just echoing the intention of, of peace in the world. Yep. All right. Great prayer. I, I, I pray uh, today's feast day too. And I was thinking of a friend of mine who lost uh, their son, lost his vision in a gun accident. And today's the feast of St. Angela. I think it's Marici. Uh, she was born in, in Northern Italy and um, during a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in, in the 1500s, 1524, she lost her eyesight temporarily. And um, the Pope who visited in Rome desired to uh, desired her to stay in in the city, and he found um, you know she was incorrupt. I think she died at seventy years of age. But but I want to pray for those without. Vi- I won't go into her whole story enough time. But I, I want to pray for those who have lost vision, those who have macular degeneration today, those who are having eye problems in particular, and we'll ask for her intercession. But let's pray right now. We'll begin as we do every day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. No font of life, unfathomable divine mercy enveloped the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed are thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen and i believe in god the father almighty the creator of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy spirit and born of the virgin mary he suffered under pontius pilate was crucified died and was buried He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let's take our first call today. It comes from Mary listening in Los Angeles. Hi, Mary. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Welcome Thank you, Mary. Back. Thank you. I'm grateful for uh, you. I'm having that COVID. I've been off uh, three weeks now, um, oh, no. uh, praying for my immune system to get strong, to kick it out. I haven't been to church for three weeks. I'm an usher. We pray after our service every morning. I haven't been back at church. It's oh, that bad, and I'm really scared. I'm not a spring chicken. And I have a twin sister who has it also, and we're just really scared over here in beautiful California. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, let me just ask her, are you, are you getting any medical treatment for this, or are you just kind of pushing through it? Yeah, I'm going to be talking to a doctor soon. Okay. Yeah, lots yeah. of help out there. I mean, you know, and I won't give medical advice, I'm not a physician, but look, we'll pray for you now that that physician has the perfect advice and treatment for you. I'm going to pray for complete restoration of your health now, Mary, and... Thank you for what you do, all right, there at church. And Lord, I just give you Mary. I pray for her immune system. I pray for all those with compromised immune systems, with comorbidities, those, Lord, who uh, if COVID were to hit or they're in the battle with, it could really take root. And I just, 
I ask for an end to this wretched disease, that in your mercy you will protect us, Lord, and you will bring an end to these variants and just allow restoration of health and prosperity to this country and to those who need it. But I, I, I give you Mary from this moment forward, from the result of our prayers, I pray that her symptoms lessen and her health get restored. And I pray that for all who are under the weather now and who are sick and really need your, your merciful touch for that healing that they seek. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Let's welcome Linda, who prays with us in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Hi, Linda, good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm asking for prayers for my stepbrother, Bill, who died on Tuesday, and his family. He had a uh, liver transplant last year, several health issues since then, and his heart was failing um, recently, and they sent him home on hospice, and he died on Tuesday. Um, also for his niece, who was the liver donor last year. And also for my best friend, Luann, she had two major surgeries last year for a twisted bowel, and she's still having a very slow recovery, so I'm asking for full, full healing for her as well. Thank you. You got it. Let's pray right now. Lord, again, I just re-echo those intentions. I pray for all those um, who are ill, battling complications with their health. And tonight, I just ask that this be the day that you restore sight, you open the ears and the tongues of the deaf and the mute, that you restore mobility, that you restore blood levels and you vanquish cancer and you bring health and healing to souls. I just give you all the ailments that so many people are dealing with right now. And I just ask for the healing, but I also want to pray in particular for those you call home. We all have a day and we all have an hour. And Lord, I just ask that you meet us as a merciful savior. I pray for her, her stepbrother who died on Tuesday. And I pray for those who mourn that you will comfort them and Lord, that you will just be merciful to those that we love, those who've gone before us, those that you will be calling home in the not-too-distant future. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Uh, you know, Maggie's been monitoring our Twitter account. A lot of emails coming in, of course. And you can always send your intentions to us via email. But uh, if you want to get them on the air now, especially when we're praying the chaplet, if you can't get through on the phones, you can always send them to our Twitter account, at Drew Mariani Show. And uh, Maggie shares. And Maggie, who can we pray for? What can we pray for? We got uh, a message from Donald in Arizona. He says, Drew, my mother fell on January 9th and broke her hip. She's had surgery on, on the hip and also liver after developing a severe infection. She's in a lot of pain due to not being able to receive painkillers because of her liver issues. My mom is a daily family rosary listener and also listens to the chaplet. She's now in the ICU, and, and they've not been able to visit her because of uh, COVID restrictions. Mm. So he says, please pray for her healing and for my father, who is stricken with grief. Uh, Karen wrote to us. She said, Barb, I, I, I want to pray for Barb, who's been on a ventilator for about three weeks, and it's not getting better. Susan from California said, our little mountain community needs a miracle for a little girl named Grace. She's been battling cancer, went into remission, but it's returned and is now in her brain. She's currently in New York where they're seeking experimental treatments. I believe in our God of miracles and in the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, we, we got a note on Twitter from um, someone with the handle of Mrs. She said, please pray for me. I feel like I want to harm myself. I'm so heartbroken over a guy that's rejected me after everything that I did. He made fun of me and rejected me in front of everyone. How humiliating. I know. And and then lastly, Gail wrote to us on Twitter. She said, please pray for my husband, Joe, and my son, Matthew, as they fly down to Arizona to explore some of our national parks. Please keep them healthy, safe, and close to you, Lord. Wow. Well, let's pray for all those attention. I, I really want to pray for that last one, the, the girl who's indicating she may want to harm herself. And if you're listening, you know, I, I would encourage you to talk to somebody, get some help. Hey, Maggie, maybe we can find a, the National Suicide Hotline number. I don't have it off the top of my head here, but you'll put it in my stack. I'll, I'll share it with everyone. If you know somebody who makes or indicates that they may want to harm themselves, you really do have to take it very seriously. Um, if you feel that way right now, I just want you to know that God created you with a mission and for a purpose. All right, we all, each one of us, have been given a great mission in life. Sometimes our missions change. Sometimes we go through hardships and suffering. Sometimes we go through illness and financial difficulties. God is always there with us through it all, and He'll never give you a cross that's too heavy to bear. If you're thinking about harming yourself right now, maybe by God's providence you're tuned in, call this telephone number, okay? Because it can change your life. It's 1 800. 273-8255-1-800-273-8255-I'm going to pray for all those who feel that way right now. I'm going to pray for those who have gone before us who have uh, ended their life and for those that are left behind. Ron, who is praying with us in Austin today, now joins us for prayer. Hi, Ron. Hey, Drew. Man, it's great to talk to you. Thanks. Hey, uh, I'm calling for a family member of mine who's currently in the hospital uh, he's been on the ventilator for i think about four days and he's just been declining and i think i think the family is just kind of uh expecting him to pass uh you know any hour or you know but um you know praying for a miracle uh, of course but 
also, you know, God's will. Yeah, of and course. That if he does pass, that uh, he's accepted into heaven. And so. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got through today, Ron. Let's, let's, let's pray in particular for the family members, but in particular for that soul. Uh, because I'll tell you what, you're right. I mean, life's a journey. Uh, some of us are given 90 years. Some of us are given 20 years. Some of us are given 50. I mean, I don't know the day or the hour that God's going to call me home. But I'm glad you got through because this is a merciful deed we're about to perform. The Lord promised that he would give great mercy to souls to whom the chaplet is prayed for at the hour of death to those who pray it. So, Lord, I know many souls are called home every moment, 105 in this very moment. And I just, I ask for your mercy on those souls. And I, I pray for those that will be called home, either by tragedy or, or just, Lord, because it's their time. And I ask that you meet them as a merciful Savior. And we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Next up is Pleasanton, California. Mary, thank you for calling. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome back, uh, Drew. That was Thank nice you. to hear your voice again. Thank you. Um, I would like to pray for peace in Europe, especially because it's very close to my heart. Mm. And I would like to pray for my children so they stay in the right way and make the right choices. I pray for their future spouses. Mm. I pray for the youth of the world. I also would like to pray in my own intentions I have a um, couple of uh, surgical procedures coming up. I would like to pray for their success and for everybody praying with me. Well, Mary, thank, thank you. you. Mary, thank you for calling. What part? Are you from Eastern uh, Eastern Europe? Where are you from? I am from Poland. Oh, how beautiful. I just met a wonderful woman returning to Poland. She's going back to Warsaw in a couple of weeks, and she's very concerned about what's happening in Europe right now. So my heart's with you. Yeah, Okay. And, and you've Thank got a you. you got a beautiful nation, great saints, Maximilian Kolbe, John Paul II, Saint Faustina, Blessed Sapochka, the list goes on. It's an anointed country. And Lord, I just ask for your blessing on every one of Mary's intention. We do pray for peace in the world. That's gotta be an intention. We reiterate over and over again. We offer our sacrifices, our fasting, our penances, but we offer you this prayer because I know it moves the heart of God. And I just ask in a particular way for peace to reign. You hold back our adversaries. You allow peace and rationality uh, to, to reign. And I just I ask this intention, and I give it to you with confidence and with trust as I pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Up next is Ryan praying in Illinois. Hi, Ryan. Good afternoon. Hi there, Drew. Uh, my wife and I would like to, we're trying to conceive our second child and bring him into this uh, earth. And so we're praying for prayers to have a second child. And it's been a little hard, but we've got some awesome doctors. And that's what we're praying for. I love it. I'll join you in that prayer. I've got uh, somebody who I know who's really trying to have a child as well. And you've been blessed with one. Let's pray for conception right now as well. And I, I just think of what scripture tells us where it says, don't fret, right? Don't have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, by this particular request with Thanksgiving, continue to make known your intentions to God and God who is all good and loving. You know, he hears and he answers prayers in the ways that are best for us. So Lord, I really pray for Ryan. I pray for all those couples right now struggling with infertility, who are having problems with their child in utero right now, who may be diagnosed with something that seems quite frightening. I'm going to pray for the mother contemplating the end of her child's life. I'm going to pray for her in particular, and for any woman who's made that mistake, that your healing and love and mercy can envelop them. I pray for an end to the culture of death in this country as well. And we just pray for your mercy, Lord. Let me sneak another call in, if I can, or two here before we pray the final decade. Up next is Christine. She's praying in Romeoville, Illinois. Hi, Christine. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I'd like to lift up in prayer um, my cousin's, uh, his nephew, my, my late cousin's son, committed suicide this past Sunday. Oh, no. And uh, his dad, his dad had found him. It was a terrible oh, sight. No. And my cousin so is having, having a great deal of time grappling with it. He's, his faith is very strong. Um, I think he doubts about God. Um, and I know you'll understand this one. He's a recovering alcoholic. And, mm -hmm. and I found out the, that the nephew, my, my cousin's son that committed suicide was an alcoholic too. Yeah. So lots of prayers are needed for the family, for the yeah. dad and the, the brother that were left behind and, and yeah. the extended family that's trying to wrap with this and grapple with this. And um, I'd also like to ask for additional prayer too, because tomorrow I go back for a second mammogram. So I'm a little mm -hmm. nervous, you know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to have faith, but that all works out okay. And then of well, course for peace for throughout all their families and, and for all to return back to the church. Amen to that. Well, Christine, we'll pray for good test results for you. Okay. I know that can be quite, uh, you know, quite anxious. And we'll just ask God to, to, to remedy that situation. I, again, I pray for anyone whose loved ones, have taken their lives. I mean, it's it's so difficult for those that are left behind. But, you know, we have to call upon God's mercy on behalf of anyone who may have taken their life. Um, and just know how merciful God is, how much he loves that soul. He loves them more than you possibly can. And I often share that God's outside of time, that these prayers right now are powerful. So, Lord, I just give you all these attentions we've heard. 
I want to pray for Anna and Paul and Marge and Mary and Denny and Mary Beth and Christine and Tom and everyone that's on hold, everyone that's written, everyone right now that is united with me in prayer. We come to you as your children. We give you our, our hearts with all of our intentions, those heavy and important needs. We entrust them to your unfathomable mercy as we pray, Eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God. Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will which is love, and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help, pray for us. Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. I, I, I want to call upon one other, one other group of uh, intercessors. I forgot to mention them, and I shouldn't. Today, we remember in a special way those who lost their life during the Holocaust. It's Holocaust Remembrance Day, and a lot of Catholic martyrs of that Holocaust we'll call upon those intercession, uh, their intercession. When we come back, I'll fill you in on some of those amazing stories. Stay with me. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime. On Twitter, at Drew Mariani Show. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. You are not alone. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio.
Well, I'm really grateful to be back. Grateful to pray with you and for you. And I ask you to pray for me, too. I can certainly use the prayers. I'm grateful for it. And we'll be here every day to pray the chaplet live, so let others know about it. You know, I, I was away, as I said, for oh, several days. And I want to thank those who sat in for me. Of course, my great team behind the scenes. But I also want to get you plugged into something. Before I ever got into talk radio, uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd been involved in, in documentary work, and I fell in love with with Mary. I fell in love with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, she changed my life. She brought me into a much closer relationship with her son. And I, as I often say to you, and I've shared that God gives us missions in life. Um, I really believe God gave me the mission of being able to travel the planet and document some of her most famous apparitions. I was present for the last approved apparitions to Alfonso Mamariki in the jungles of Africa. I had the opportunity to speak to Sister Agnes Sasagawa, uh, the nun in Akita, Japan, who statue wept 101 times and was visited by her angel and the mother of God and went to a lot of other places. I think, you know, if you're having trouble with your relationship with God, a relationship with, I don't know, Jesus, her son, turn to Our Lady. Uh, and I want to credit Relevant for this. I really think God has raised it up at this particular time um, to just to help you in your, your journey, in your walk with God. Uh, we You probably have heard it on the air. I've heard it several times today. There's a new initiative underway. It's called Miracles, Mysteries, and Mary. And... Um, I just think this is brilliant. You may not have a clear understanding of Our Lady. You might think Catholics worship Our, Our Lady. That could not be further from the truth. Um, you know, we just finished this year of St. Joseph, right? And uh, this year, you know what we want to do? We want to spend time honoring the mother of Jesus. We want to celebrate her important role. You know, the church holds her in high esteem. God holds her in high esteem. And in the days ahead, and I encourage you to go and sign up for this. Um, we're going to, this is going to happen throughout the year. We're going to be celebrating Our Lady with miracles and mysteries and, and so much more. I have a lot to share with you. I, I know the network does everything from the rosary to her apparitions. And you're going to learn so much about Our Lady. And I'm telling you what, you're going to grow deeper in your love of the rosary. You're going to grow deeper in your love of your faith. You're going to go deeper in your love uh, of her son and, and of, of the Blessed Trinity. You're going to find that Our Lady has a very unique way of interceding, uh, of, of drawing you closer to God. And it's very simple. I just invite you to go to relevantradio.com or use your mobile app and go ahead and, and sign up. Relevantradio.com forward slash Mary. Okay. Relevantradio.com forward slash Mary. You're going to get uh, exclusive content. You're not going to find it on the web. It's going to get sent to you. So uh, it's free. I would tell others to get plugged into it as well. So uh, get plugged into the, the email series. And that is soon to begin. All right. We got a lot to get into today, though. It's good to be back with you. I didn't miss you. Uh, you know, today's a special day. I, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about so many of the Catholic martyrs of the Holocaust. Um, yeah, and I, I have said this to you before. I think there's two places, two things you should always, well, three. I'll add a third thing to the bucket list that I think everyone in the planet should do if it was ever possible. One, I think to walk in the footsteps of Christ, right? To pray at Calvary, to be where Christ conquered death and made us sons and daughters of God. That's one. The two other things. 
I think every human being should walk through the concentration camps of Auschwitz uh, or Treblinka or, you, you know, there are many of them. You, you walk through these places and you see man's inhumanity to man. It is, uh, it is a place where evil is palpable. I mean, you could feel the spiritual grit that was left behind by that. And it really shows you what happens when one rejects God and dignity for their fellow man. Um, it's, it's an, it's, I'm using the word awesome in, in, in different contexts. I mean, it's just, it's also, it's, it's awesome in terms of how humbling it really is and, and how sobering it is. Um, the third thing is safari. Uh, you know, I, if you ever have a chance to do that, you see God's creation. Absolutely amazing. But those are three things. Today, of course, Holocaust Remembrance Day. And for six years from 1939 in St. Faustina, we just finished the chaplet, prophesied and predicted the start of the Second World War. All the way to 1945, if you know your history, the entire world was involved in a war, a war that back then uh, we didn't want to forget because of how it started. And it started because of one man, a man named Adolf Hitler, who had the ego that could not be satisfied. He had a horribly twisted and bent understanding of the reasons for the world's problems. And, and for him, it came down to just one group of people, the Jews. And what was his solution? He called it the final solution, right? It was to kill as many of them as possible to exterminate them. And most of us know what that means, right? He built these horrific concentration camps. He rounded up Jews. And it wasn't just Jews. I know a lot of people think the Holocaust was solely Jews. There were blacks. There were priests. There were homosexuals. There were the mentally unstable. There were the physically incapacitated. There were modern thinkers and professors. And he put them on cattle cars. And he emptied them into these camps. And then unspeakable horrors took place, putting them in small rooms, some to be showered, only to be gassed to death with Zyklon B. Uh, and I won't even go into some of the other things that you'll experience here or go to these places. But people of a certain generation know this. Uh, many of us, you and I, were born after this, you know, decades after this at the end of the war. But, you know, our younger generation today really doesn't remember the Holocaust. You think, you know, you'd want to share this with them, but that's not happening. We know today because there's a 50-state survey that was done just a couple of years ago. This is striking. It found that 63% of respondents did not know. They had no clue that 6 million Jews were murdered. 36% thought that 2 million or fewer Jews were killed during the Holocaust. The other thing that was kind of striking in that survey, um, and, and, and this might surprise you. This is a, a fact that I don't think a whole lot of people know. There were more than 40,000 camps. There were ghettos in Europe during the Holocaust. 48% of the respondents couldn't name a single one. They couldn't even name the most infamous of them all, the Auschwitz. They, they couldn't name that. And here, here's the, I'll give you one final thing here. I want to speak to, to uh, of course, Roy Showman, who's going to be joining me. It's always good to have him here. But um, what's, what's really surprising one that would actually have made Hitler proud. 20% of millennials and Gen Zers today in New York, they actually believe that the Jews caused the Holocaust. Now, you probably find that hard to believe. It's true, according to the survey. 20% of millennials and Gen Zers, again, this is New York they're looking at, believe that the Jews caused the Holocaust. That's dangerous. I know a millennial who was online and, and they're being indoctrinated by some of the stuff that's on social media. 
I had a conversation with this particular person. I'm thinking, you're wrong. You know, I mean, they were, uh, some of the things that are being said are just terrific. Uh, you talk about the blame game, right? I'm joined today by an adjunct professor of theology at Ave Maria University and Holy Apostles Seminary. He's been with me many times in the past, wrote a great book. If you want to read it, it's called Salvation is from the Jews, the role of Judaism in salvation history. He's written others as well. His website, salvationisfromthejews.com. What a great domain, right? Salvationisfromthejews.com. It's a pleasure to have with me Professor Roy Schoenman. Hey, Professor, good afternoon. Welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, uh, you know, I wonder I, if I could um, shine a light on a, a different uh, angle sure, of please, Hitler and the Holocaust for a please. moment. Sure. Which is, um, it is an example of man's inhumanity to man, but it's really more an example of Satan's hatred of mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, the chief exorcist of Rome, Father Gabriella Amorth, said, quote, without a doubt, Hitler was personally consecrated to Satan. Hitler's first springboard to public uh, prominence was in a cult society in Munich called the Tulip Society, where he was initiated into the black arts by Dietrich Eckhart. And in fact, the last sentence of Mein Kampf, which is Hitler's memoir, so to speak, mm-hmm. is a dedication of the work to his mentor, Dietrich Eckhart. Wow. So this hatred of humanity, which did have a particular focus on the Jews, came straight from hell. Well, you know, I had read also about his fascination with the occult. He went after a lot of these Christian symbols, a sword of Lanchius. He would have uh, experiences with demonic entities in his room at night. I think it's a really good point. I think behind a lot of this evil is true and pure evil. So I think that's a such a great point. Also, Professor, in the midst of that darkness, right, and in the midst of all that evil, we also see God's grace prevail, right? We see great saints arise in the most horrible situations. I think of Alfred Depp, or I think of, uh, you know, Maximilian Colby or Edith Stein, or, you know, you can go through the list uh, of these. Even the commandant of one of these uh, concentration camps had a great conversion in the end. Uh, your, your thoughts on that? I mean, we look at the darkness of this, but God's grace is greater than, than all that evil. Yeah, but, you know, the thing that gets downplayed too much nowadays is it's not just a matter of God's grace. It's actually a matter of Christianity. That, you know, we live in a spiritual battlefield, and our minds and our hearts, um, there are two forces which are trying to take reign of them. And one, of course, is the dark forces. And the other, I hate to say it, is really Christ. I mean, Christ is the only, Christ is God become man. It's only logical that Christ should have a unique role in the human soul. And when one accepts Christ and invites him in, you have strength against the dark temptations that even if you're a good person and want to be good and are generically religious, you don't have. I don't want to offend any of the listeners, but I'm Jewish by background, you know, so if anyone can say this, it should be, if anyone's permitted to say this, it should be me. No, I, look, I, I, I love what you're saying. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm saying, go, man, keep, keep preaching. I, I, I think you are so keep right. I, lo- I, I love that perspective. No, when, I, I, honestly, I do. When I was looking into this for this show, actually, I looked up the origin of uh, World Holocaust Remembrance Day. It comes from the UN. Mm-hmm. It comes from UNESCO, wh- whatever that is, United Nations Education and Social something or something. And I looked at their website 
And the logo says, quote, building peace in the minds of men and women, close quote. That's what Christ does. That's not what the UN does. Yeah, it's so true. That is so, so true. Um, I'm going to go to the phones, Professor, take a few calls here. We've got to take a break first. My guest, Professor Roy, uh, Roy Showman, if you want to get in, I only have him for a short time today, but we'd love to have you join us. The number is 888-914-9149. Taking a look today at Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, what happened? Uh, you know, what have we learned? What have we forgotten? Unfortunately, it really was at the heart of all of this. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Stay with us. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. The Drew Mariani Show. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Faith over fear. Yeah, you know, and that's the bottom line. It's a lot to be anxious and nervous and fearful about today, but we need to have faith over fear faith conquers fear and evil never prevails today we remember in a particular way uh the horrors of the holocaust it's holocaust remembrance day and i'm joined today by uh well a, a former Jew jewish man um he is now a very prominent catholic a brilliant author a professor and it's good to have with me today uh professor roy showman and uh, Professor, I'm grateful to have you here. I, I'm struck by the numbers that we see. And I do think that if you, know, um, if you fail to remember your past, then you're bound to repeat it. You know, a very famous saying. When I see these poll numbers, and I take polls sometimes with a grain of salt, but some of these numbers are pretty staggering. I had shared, if you're just joining me a few moments ago, that nearly 20% of millennials and Gen Zers in New York believe that Jews actually caused the Holocaust. And you know, uh, people can't name, uh, you know, a, a single concentration camp. Uh, and it seems that I, I know this has been a significant period of time now. You know, we're going to be closing in on a century in the not too distant future. But uh, your, your thoughts on where we are? What, what are we are? Are we failing to remember this? I mean, like the, the like the World War Two and 9-11 oh, will probably follow the same path. And so will other things. How dangerous is that? And what can we do to make sure that we never uh, see something like this again. Well, again, I, I, I would, you know, uh, zoom out a little bit and say, um, I think this is a manifestation of the fact that education as a whole is failing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's, you know, I agree. I, how many, how many of those people who didn't know, you know, um, how many, where the Holocaust came from or who was killed or whatever, also don't know where World War One came from or, or even where the United States came from, um, I think that I think that our our educational system, in in the light of the redefinition of it, to be trying to um, eradicate the remnants of original sin or something by making everyone tolerant of everything, has just dropped the ball completely. So, I actually don't. I'm I'm more concerned about people growing up and getting to vote and running things who actually yeah. have no historical background at all. Yeah, it makes total sense. I, I would agree. Let me grab a phone call or and, two for... Sure. No, go right ahead, Professor. I didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. I want you to finish your thought. No, 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 please. Uh, grab the phone call. Um, 
Please, yeah. All right, Ruth in Austin, you're on the air with uh, Professor Shulman. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. And um, I agree the schools are failing dramatically and uh, in the you know teaching history, apparently, because in Europe, some of the countries, the, there's classes only half day and the teachers get to prepare the other half and they go full year. But what I called initially for was to remember that the United States did a genocide on the Indians, the Native Americans. The U.S. Army... Um, was told to go out and kill as many as you can, you know, when they were riding around Custer's time and stuff. And then a European king who settled the Congo, he did a genocide there too. Um, but I don't understand how Germany, uh, apparently the anti-Semitism is on the rise again from something I just read. So... Mm -hmm. um, well, Ruth, thank you. I'm going to hold you on that point and let the professor respond. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, no, I think Ruth has a very, a very good point. I mean, it's wonderful to re remember the Holocaust, but um, it's also good to recognize. Again, this all boils down to Christianity when you get mm -hmm. right down to it, yeah. because you know it is it is original sin. Man is in a fallen state. It's the natural dynamic for the most the most brutal and the most greedy and the most power hungry to come to positions of power. And when they are in positions of power, they're going to behave very brutally. We have Paul Pock, uh, how many millions were killed in Cambodia? Mm. You know, we have the 10 million that were starved intentionally by Stalin in the Ukraine. I mean, this is fallen human nature. And there is only one remedy to fallen human nature. <laughs> Sorry, but again, it's Christ. Yeah, I couldn't could not agree with you more. This is a spiritual thing at the very heart of it all. Uh, before I go back to the phones, I, I just want to pick up with you on uh, something you you you'd said. Um, you know, I, I, I what she said too. Ruth was saying how anti-Semitism is is rising right now. But there is a real you know rising tide of anti-Semitism happening in our country, and it's so weird why it's always against the Jews, right? Is there a connection between? The lack of knowledge we see, we were seeing right now in the Holocaust, you, you make the case that, that our educational system's failing. Or would you argue, really, there's something spiritual, that Satan has a special hatred towards Jews? I mean, how do you view this? I mean, oh. what, is it, what is it that about anti-Semitism that seems to run across the millennia? You sound like somebody who might have read my book, Salvation is from the Jews, because <laughs> it's a, a major theme. But, of course, the ultimate war is between Satan and Christ. Yeah. But Satan can't really get at Christ directly. But Christ came to mankind through the Jews. Um, so in some sense, he blames the Jews for the um, existence, I don't know how to put it, but the incarnation of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we know that the Jews have to be around at the time of the Second Coming, and there has to be a conversion. Paragraph 674 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, quote, the glorious Messiah's coming is suspended at every moment of history mm -hmm. until his recognition by all Israel. It's, it's church doctrine that they can't, Christ can't come again until there's a mass conversion of the Jews. Right. Um, the, uh, when Christ does come again, Satan's game will be completely over. So Satan, A, has a particular vehement hatred of the Jews as, as basically related to Christ by blood, and B, the more trouble Satan can cause 
in stopping the Jewish conversion to Christianity, and particularly the Catholic Church, the more he can delay the second coming and the end of his game. And um, so by stirring up all of this animosity towards the Jews, it makes the Jews um, actually retreat into their you know, religious identity and makes them harder to hear the message of Christ. Right, my guest, Professor Roy Shulman, only a couple minutes left with him. I'll try to grab another caller, too. Adriana is listening in New Jersey, the Garden State. Hi, Adriana. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. I know you're right. pressed for time, Professor. Wonderful work. Relevant Radio is phenomenal. I just simply wanted to note that the Holocaust affected so many Poles. I am a miracle grandchild of uh, my grandparents who were in concentration camps. My father was in a POW camp. His uh, three siblings uh, were all in concentration camps along with various aunts and uncles, and they're Polish Catholics. And they did save Jewish families, which uh, they were honored for at Yad Vashem. And they were saved thanks to their Catholic faith, and my father always kept in his pocket a Jesus, I trust in you. Wow. So I thank you so very awesome. much uh, for remembering on this day. Keep going, keep telling people, and let's remember everyone was affected by that hatred and that evil. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'll take comments it. off the air. God bless you, Adrian. And, and as you point out, the only long-term solution is Christ. Amen. Professor, I have about a moment or two left for you, so let me give you final thoughts. You heard Adriana, and we've had a lot to talk well, about in such limited time. You, you mentioned in passing, you mentioned St. Maximilian Kolbe, and um, you know his, his, his motto, so to speak, was love alone creates. And there is, there is a message that he left behind very strongly, which is um, evil can do a tremendous amount, cause a tremendous amount of suffering, mm -hmm. but it can't enter your soul unless you let it. Uh, Maximilian Kolbe defeated evil by his ability to love and, of course, by his um, great heroic virtue and so forth. But the um, testimonies from Auschwitz, universally, even among Jews, say Auschwitz was a different place after Maximilian Kolbe's death. What Maximilian Kolbe did changed the atmosphere in all of Auschwitz. This example of love, this example actually of, of Christ-likeness, transformed the place in a, in a spiritual way. So whatever the outside does to us, and you talk about the fear in the world and so forth, um, divine providence is overwhelming, and all we have to do is maintain our allegiance with Christ and our interior orientation and we defeat evil even if we end up on the cross. My guest today, Professor Roy Shoman, my deepest gratitude for you, for your wonderful writing and for your time today. You can check him out online. I'd encourage you to do that and check out so many of the wonderful books that he's written. I'm at it. I'll be right back. Stay with me.